0: For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Know your customer. Do FCPA considerations come into play for customers? How should you think about your obligations under the FCPA for a group not traditionally associated with FCPA liability or even FCPA risk? All of those questions and perhaps others were raised by the FCPA investigation into certain transactions in Venezuela by Derwick Associates and a U.S. company, ProEnergy Services. ProEnergy Services supplied turbines that Derwick Associates resold to the Venezuelan government and installed in that country. This investigation demonstrates why businesses need to be more concerned with not only who they do business, but how their customers might be doing business. In banking in financial parla- services parlance, you need to wrap up your, know your customer infor- information to continue throughout a seller-purchaser relationship in the context of the FCPA as well. A good starting point is U.S. Department of Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FINCEN, rules on customer due diligence. While they deal specifically with banks, broker-dealers, mutual, and mutual funds, they inform the broader number of of U.S. commercial enterprises doing business outside the United States. They emphasize that AML programs or anti-money laundering programs have four elements. Identify and verify the identity of customers. Identify and verify the identity of beneficial owners of legal entity customers understand the nature and purpose of customer relationships, and conduct ongoing monitoring to maintain and update customer information and to identify and report suspicious transactions. Clearly, any FCPA-based due diligence would focus on point two. A definition of beneficial owners should have two prongs. One, the ownership prong. Each individual who directly or indirectly, through any contract arrangement understanding or relationship, owns 25% or more, of the equity interest of a legal entity customer and or to a control prong, an individual with significant responsibility to control, manage, or direct the legal entity customer, including a vice president, executive officer, CFO, CEO, COO, managing member, general partner, etc., and any individual who might perform irregular functions. Under point three, The entity subject to the regs needs to understand the nature and purpose of the customer relationship. The proposed regulation further explains that to gain an understanding of a customer in order to assess the risk associated with the customer to help inform when the customer's activity might be considered suspicious. Such an inquiry could help a business to understand the relationship for the purpose of identifying transactions in which the customer would not normally expect it to be engaged. Identifying such transactions is a critical and necessary aspect of complying with the existing requirement to report suspicious activities and to maintain an effective AML or, indeed, an a corruption compliance program. The fourth port relates to ongoing monitoring. Once again, consider the position of the U.S. company, in the example we're discussing, Pro Energy Services, in the Derwick Associates FCPA investigation. What can or should it have done in the way of ongoing monitoring of its customer? The regulation states that the industry practice involves using activity data to inform what types of transactions might be considered normal and what types of transactions might be considered suspicious. FinCEN understands that information for monitoring could be relevant to the assessment of a risk posed by a particular customer. The requirement to update a customer's profile as a result of ongoing monitoring, including Obtaining beneficial ownership information for existing customers on a risk basis is different and distinct from a categorical requirement to update or refresh information received from the customer at the outset of the relationship at prescribed periods. Lastly, the obligation to understand the nature and purpose of customer relationships monitoring is also deemed a necessary element of detecting and reporting suspicious activities. There does not have to be a direct bribe or other corrupt payment directly made by a U.S. company to have liability under the FCPA. Indeed, FCPA enforcement is littered with companies that have paid bribes through third parties. Moreover, as the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said in the K versus U.S. case, we hold that Congress intended for the FCPA to apply broadly to payments intended to assist the payor, both directly and indirectly. Let me emphasize that word, indirectly. Pro-energy services would seem to be at the far edge of potential FCPA liability, but if it knew or had reason to know or perhaps even should have known that some nefarious activity or nefarious conduct was ongoing by its customer, it, didn't, it does not take too many steps to get to some FCPA exposure for the U.S. company who sold to the company in question. The in rules on customer due diligence for financial institutions therefore make a good starting point for other commercial entities to consider. So, what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, and most importantly, you as the Chief Compliance Officer, non-banking and non-financial services entities need to consider their KYC or know-your-customer obligations in the context of international business and the potential FCPA risk. I cannot emphasize that enough. Two, the FinCEN rules on customer due diligence are a good starting point for the non-financial institution, but they're only that. They're a starting point. You'll need to graph these specifically for your business, and as we know from the FCPA, the Department of Justice and SEC want you to assess your risk and manage your risk. Take a look at your potential customer risk. And finally, number three, ongoing monitoring should be used and the information obtained from this ongoing monitoring needs to be incorporated back into your customer risk profile going forward. Here you can think of my favorite word, the OUDA, feedback loop. And it's the same in ongoing monitoring around customer due diligence. You have an obligation to affirmatively continue to do due diligence on your third parties, your business ventures, and I believe on your customers. This may be a new avenue or way for you to look at risk. Nevertheless, I think, given everything we've seen about potential FCPA exposure, and now with not only trade sanctions, but increased knowledge around money laundering, this is going to be the new cutting edge and coming thing for the compliance professional. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.